0: I made record labels so much money off my body. I made a lot of people so much money off my body and I got the smallest cut off my own fucking body and my own work and my own ideas. And I don't think I have to say sorry about the fact that I want to commodify my own shit. It's been commodified and I wasn't even the main fucking benefactor of it, so fuck this.
1: Yeah. Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of High Low with Emrata. High Low is a podcast where we talk about lowbrow things and highbrow way, and vice versa. Today, we have on someone who really honestly embodies High Low. Iggy Azalea, she is an incredible rapper and musician and started her career that way. If you don't know her hit song, that kind of put her on the map, like you should look it up. It's one of my favorites. There's iconic um, Walk a Mile and these Louboutins. Some of my favorite lyrics, I I love Eguzelia, and I'm really excited that she's here because she just started OnlyFans, and I want to talk to her about the stigma behind commodifying your image and your body, um, behind cosmetic surgery, and about really doing whatever the fuck you want and not worrying about people's perception of you. So let's get into it. Yeah, 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 Yeah. Iggy is here. I was sitting next to her. I met her last night, I randomly, know. coincidentally. The basketball.
0: the basketball. Yeah. <laughs> I
1: looked over and I was like, wait, what? I'm meeting you tomorrow. So it was kind of nice. No, it was good. I think it was good to break the ice. Yeah. I know you just launched the OnlyFans and there's a lot of like hustling, but I also read that you made a shit ton of money last year. God bless. I did. Thank you. Yeah. Love that
0: so much for you. It was funny because when I did do the OnlyFans thing, everyone was like, she must be doing so bad, down bad. And I was like, Definitely not down, definitely not doing bad, but it's funny to me. Like I thought that was so funny seeing that reaction and I knew I would obviously get that reaction, but it just was funny to me cause I was like, oh, you can't possibly like conceive the notion that a woman would wanna do this of her own volition and not because it's out of necessity. That's
1: interesting. Right, they're immediately we're calling you desperate.
0: Yeah, and I'm like, it's funny to me that you view sexuality that way. That's
1: not my take. So why did you why did you decide to sign up for OnlyFans? And like you're launching like a whole project. It's yeah. not just like you. It was you, more about the project. Yeah. Honestly,
0: the project came first, and then the platform for it made sense. I guess. I really, for years, I've wanted to do like a big visual, kind of like a, I hate just calling things a coffee table book, but I guess that's where books like that live. Mm -hmm. I felt that there were so many different sides to me, all the creative things that I wanted to do that I just knew didn't really lend themselves necessarily to music or my direction and what I wanted to do there. And I love, I love visuals. And so I was like, maybe it is making a book. Maybe I can put some of these things in. I want to work with other artists. I want to do visual art stuff, not just photography. I want to do a bigger concept. Like mixed medium.
1: Mixed media. But I'm like... Because you're also going to be releasing music on there? Is that...
0: Yeah, not necessarily on there, but I will have... Th- I'm releasing music Yeah, um, in the world. But How there will come, be things wait, on there this We need day. to go back. I need to yes. know why you stopped doing music. Why did I stop? Well, I really stopped for that reason. I stopped making music because it felt in ways that it was redundant. I didn't really know at the time how to grow and show that I've grown as a person or like just as a woman or in my age or my life experiences. And I didn't really understand how to incorporate that in a way that was still interesting, especially when I know I'm mostly talking to much younger people um, that are listening to me. And it's like, how do I talk about If I sit in a studio and someone says, what do you want to write about today? It's like, want to write about what I experience and my life, but it might be a little bit too grown. Really? Is
1: that true? That's how I felt. I don't think it is true, but that's how I felt. Why? Like you want to talk about your
0: Just being a new mom or going through relationships or things like that. At the time I felt like, well, how is this somebody that's 19 going to relate to that? Or what is it that they're going to see out of that? I don't want to isolate them. So I kind of like, Created this perpetual like Peter Pan version of myself that could never really grow, which is of my own making. And because of that, it got redundant. Like I made it redundant. And there's always so much negativity that comes with it. And that's okay. But for me to like endure the negativity, I need to really believe in it. I need to feel really excited about it. I need to feel it's a fair trade-off. And I didn't
1: feel excited about that trade-off. Right. You mean, like, if you're going to put yourself out there and you're going to be open to the criticism, you better, like, ride for the shit. You got to ride for this shit. And be I, like such an important lesson.
0: I want to do this so bad. And I was like, I just don't want to do this so bad. Because right people
1: have so many opinions and they tell of you course, what you should do. Will. I don't even mean that. I mean, like, management even. And, like, oh, I'm yeah. sure with music, it's oh, crazy. The-
0: the business of it too. You want to be successful at what you're doing, but you want to be innovative. You want to be yourself, but you want to be relatable to everybody. And you want to say something that the whole world resonates with, but yet is deeply personal. To- it's very it's complicated. It's fucking hard. It's but complicated. So that- I, I applaud anyone that's able to do it. It's. I think most people just accidentally do it. Totally. Uh, I
1: don't know. I, don't I know. Feel if like you, you were purposely- so intentional with I everything. I am
0: intentional, but also you can be so in- I'm intentional every time and it doesn't mean it works every time is my point like I'm intentional everything that I do but I might do 10 intentional things and only two of them resonate with people because I can't predict
1: that that's art though that's, that's like art. music
0: yeah. that's why you have to do it for the love of just doing, doing it really.
1: mm. so what changed when were you like okay I'm gonna do it's called hotter than hell right the hotter pot- than hell yeah.
0: yeah I've been thinking about it for a while once I started to see some of the pictures and things come along and pictures you had taken yeah. Pictures and artist collaborations and stuff. And I was like, fuck, you know what? Like, why not make this musical too? We kept wanting to add musical things to it. Mm. and I kept going back to producers and stuff I like and getting them to make me stuff. I was like, why wouldn't, why not make, why not add music into something that's already multimedia? Yeah. Like, fuck it. Why not? I'll do it. Oh, that's your original shit. Yeah, exact, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> that's I'm like, your what, thing. Maybe this is, and then it kind of clicked with me. Where I was like, maybe this is the evolution that I was looking for. Maybe this is how I incorporate these things on my growth as a person. Maybe this is the thing that I was looking for to make me be able to really ride behind
1: it. Well, talk about being innovative, too. It's like a, such a new thing. Yeah, it's
0: cool. And it was scary in a way when I sat on OnlyFans. I thought about that for about like four or five months, actually. And I'm someone that's always like... I will show my breasts or show nudity, or I don't really have a problem with being like overtly sexual um, when I'm in control of it or I feel that it has artistic merit. And I just knew I wanted to do certain things in this project that I felt like, how will they see it when everything's so censored on every platform? It makes sense that it would go here. Wait, so are you posting nudes? Yes, but I don't show I don't show vagina, right. but like there's boobs and sick. there's butt, and I am
1: naked. Yeah, I'm naked. Oh my god, can I ask you a question? Yes. Are you, are you making so much money?
0: I'm making so much money that I won't even say how much it is. That's so
1: sick. I, I love that so much. For you, I've been thinking about too. starting one.
0: I think that I feel really happy with my decision too. Everything that I felt in terms of my nervousness about it or my hesitancy within two days of doing it, it went out the window and I was like, hell yeah, yeah. you like so I'm glad
1: i did this i mean here's the thing is like but it's not everyone no but like but, you and i have commodified or i mean honestly yeah. most women like we've already commodified like our bodies and our images this is just more direct on instagram I you agree. like post things you maybe get followers you maybe get whatever and then you hope a deal comes later well exactly yeah. that is the game where you're
0: constantly posting hoping a brand will come and say you are so cool um, want to wear these underwear campaign for me want to do this thing and it's just like why am I depending on other people to commodify me yeah it's kind but of I'm like already, cutting out the middle man yeah, it cuts out in the a way man. and but creatively too I like that it cuts out the middleman because I have more interest in doing almost like my own campaign if you see it that way than going and wearing somebody else's stuff which can be fun too sometimes but it's not your vision at the end of the day and totally. it's fun to play a role for somebody else's vision as well. I find that fun too, but I have my own vision and I want well, to do it. Well, you when
1: said, you said control earlier, that spoke to yeah. me so much. Because you don't, when you're first starting out, you don't I have, have none, as much control. None. Oh, God. You have no power. You have no way of kind yeah. of controlling your image. Which is near- the irony
0: with the OnlyFans thing where I'm like, it's funny that you think I have no control now because I have the absolute, all the control. It's almost like a a take-two of it in a way for me as well, where I feel like I'm doing something new for myself in a way that I don't have to compromise on.
1: Stay tuned for more High Low with Emrata.
2: You may have heard of the podcast Juicy Scoop. Wondered what it is? Welcome back to High Low with Emrata.
1: We're like sort of the same age and we both have young babies.
0: (laughs) I think I'm a much better person now that I have a child because it gave me so much more patience. And also it in a way forced me to really like evaluate what I'm doing and my intention in everything that I do. How come? Because I... I just wanna make sure that I make a human that's good. Yeah. You know what I mean? And like- Fuck yeah, I do. There are so many things that goes into that. So that's why I would say I'm always much more intentional with everything that I do now because of having a son. I I want him to see what I'm doing and be in a way proud of me. That's such a simple thing to say. No, I get it. It's like leading by example. Yeah, I want him to, I just know with my mother, I wouldn't have the career I have now if I didn't have the mother I had, because I wouldn't have the guts to do all the stuff I do. What was your mom like? My mom is. What kind of mom is your mom? She's, just the kind of mom that is so encouraging. No matter what I do, it's just like, oh my god, it's the best thing ever. And I see her do it now with my grandson, with her grandson, where it's like, of course I had the audacity to dream to do something this big because I had someone gassing me up so much that I really thought it wasn't that big of a dream. I will, she had deluded me in a good way though. Yeah. And I think it's important that she you gave do you that confidence. sometimes with your children. Yeah. Like sometimes they need a bit of false sense of confidence when they're first starting out with a crazy idea. Like, and she really like got behind my crazy ideas and she let me have them, even though I don't think she thought that I would be a successful rapper. We've talked about it in retrospect, but she's like, but well, it's what you wanted to try to do. And there's no harm in that.
1: And How old were you, you when are. you started
0: rapping? I would have been just In between like 13, 14 type age. And was she into rap music or? Yeah, I mean, she liked rap music. She liked whatever I liked. She really likes, she likes fucking like ABBA. Cute. I had to be subjected to a lot of Ricky Martin. Oh my God, cute. Yeah, a lot of Ricky Martin was (laughs) happening. But my mom was like a hot bitch. Like I remember picking my mom up from getting fake boobs. She had a belly button pissing. I went with her to get it. And she tried to deny that to me. Uh, we were talking about it a few months ago and she was like, that's not true. And I was like, did you not go to the doctor's office next to the fish and chip shop? And we went up the stairs and then he put the fucking ring in and it was turquoise. And she's like, she was like, OK, all I right. Like, I remember used to sunbathe topless in a tiny little micro bikini. Like hot. you were a hot bitch. Is she a single mom? Um, she was well. She was for a little while, but she uh, she was with my father. She has two kids, me and my sister, with my father, and they split when I was about eight or nine. And she, when she like did her thing, she had her moment in the sun, and then she <laughs> got remarried, and she's still remarried now, happily remarried. Good um, for her. And I, I have love a, that. A brother. She had one more kid, but yeah, like I liked, I liked seeing her be liberated like that i guess i just and well, she's not judgmental what you're like that yeah she lets me do what she she thinks this whole thing is cool she has no issue with anything i've ever
1: done wait so you're talking about your mom's moment in the sun post-divorce do you feel like you're having that moment in the sun
0: yeah i do i really I do that. i love my 30s so much
1: me too bitch
0: oh my god i, just... <laughs> I love them. I joke all the time about being an old decrepit bitch, but I really don't think I am one. In reality, I actually don't think your thirties are old at all, and I actually love it so much more. You just having the confidence to tell people no and not feel bad about it does wonders for you, doesn't it? Fuck.
1: Period. It's and I so didn't have better. those tools
0: I in my twenties. I didn't even know how to tell people I didn't really like my hairstyle. <laughs> right. Like, no, truly. I felt bad to be like, like <laughs> "You're burning all my hair off." And I can't, Literally, you have like the confidence suffering. to tell you you're like, fully suffering. Yeah, like I just couldn't. It's hard for me
1: to advocate for myself a lot of the time, and I don't feel like I have a
0: problem advocating for myself It's so anymore. weird
1: how that switched for me. I, it, it was hard because I turned 33 months after my son was born, so it's hard to say like what the- I turned 32.
0: I Really? Yeah. My, I'm born in 1990. I had my son in April 2020, and I turned 30 June 2020, so
1: oh, it wait, was a Oh, wait, when's your birthday?
0: June 7th. That's my birthday. Your birthday's June seventh. <laughs> yes. Is I it did really? not know that. Wait, are you born in nineteen ninety? Nineteen ninety-one. Oh shit! Wow. We're born on the same day. You're crazy fucking Gemini. Yeah.
1: What's up, bitch? <laughs> okay. I don't really totally believe in signs, but no, like but- with Geminis, it's and yeah, <laughs> we share a birthday with Prince. That's we do. It's a really good birthday. It's an amazing birthday. It's such a good birthday. Because Prince is epically cool. And also, it's like the start of the summer. Well, for me, it was always
0: the start of the winter in Australia. And I would be so depressed. But now that I live in America, I'm so happy about it. It's so fun. Everybody wants to party.
1: They're like, let's go.
0: I would always say, I have the best birthday because I'm literally in the middle of the year. So my presence, when I was a kid, I'd be like, they're
1: perfectly spaced out. Oh, from Christmas they're to- They're six mm. months, exactly
0: six months from Christmas to birthday. So I always would be so glad I was born in June when I was a kid.
1: No, it's a great, it's a great birthday. It's okay,
0: great birthday so we're now. twins. So we understand- Now that we've un- now that. <laughs> yeah, we've yeah, established. Yeah. That, so I understand how you yeah. were I felt the same way. It was so many changes happening where I think your 30s, they get hyped up as some transformational moment and maybe they aren't in the moment of you turning 30 but I do think that your 30s are transformational in terms of your life path and things that generally change or your thinking or those things. And then having a child as well at the same time is that you're going through that anyway. I think that, yeah, it's really it's it intense. Re- you
1: reassess everything. And then you just kind of also it's like, like a release. You're like, now I'm 30. Like I'm not – I've crossed that line and I just don't have to – I mean, also for, I will say, we probably had similar experiences where you're like, okay, I'm established. I have a baby. Like a lot of the reason that you, I don't know, for me, I was like, one day I'll have a child. One day I have a family. And I'm like, well, check. (laughs) You know, I did that. And I don't know. I like being a single mom. I do too. Yeah. It's funny.
0: Everybody sometimes views it as like, oh, poor you. And I'm like, I'm fucking good. I'm Love in my life. That's I'm how I feel am very happy and okay. Uh, my grandma, she prays every night to some saint that I'll like find someone. And I'm like, you really don't have to do that. You're I'm like, okay. I'm good, and grandma. If I wanted somebody, I have a lot of choice. I'm okay.
1: So much for you. I'm spoiled for choice. Are it's you okay. dating?
0: No, not really right now. Okay. I dated a little bit last year and it was fun. Mm-hmm. I'm
1: sorry. How long have you
0: been single? I've been single since 2020, since okay. early 2020. Okay,
1: Like right after I had my son, oh, I left his lot. father within the third week. Wow. Talk about a crazy time it's really moment. intense. My brain wasn't functioning at that point.
0: <laughs> Neither was mine, but... I had something happen one day with him and my, with my son's father and me. And it just was like one of those moments where you're just like, I didn't wake up thinking this would be what my day would be. But by the end of the day, I was on a plane to Los Angeles and I never went back. And that was the end of it. Don't get me wrong. We had a volatile relationship and you know that you're not an idiot. You know, you know when something's not working. I knew it wasn't working, but I also just had a baby. It was COVID. There were a lot of things to navigate for me at that time. And I didn't think I'd be leaving when I left, if that mm. makes sense. Um, so it was all very- It's really brave.
1: I think when, after I had my son, it's like, you know, you do feel this kind of pressure to like keep a family together, even if it's oh, not a million the values percent.
0: you know. I think for me though, like my father and my mother had such a volatile relationship that I wish I had seen less of it. Mm-hmm. And so that was what happened to me in that moment that I had on that day. I was like- I will never let my son see this because I don't want him to see someone talk to me this way too, but because I don't want him to ever learn this, I don't want him to be exposed to this. And even though I felt that I was in a bit of a toxic cycle, a lot of a toxic cycle with this person, that I'm in ways participating for in or I'm accountable for the ways I participate in it. I just felt in that moment like, I have to be more accountable for myself into what I'm doing with my child. And even if there are days where I wanna go back to this, because you all have, un- everyone has their unhealthy shit in relationships. I just never would do it. It just was like- wow, well, no. it
1: sounds like it was like an instant switch. You like had your son yeah, and you looked like, at him no. and we were like, this is a completely new perspective no, and I don't have time for this bullshit.
0: I No, 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 no. I'm leading.
1: Stay tuned for more High Low with Emrata. Welcome back to High Low with Emrata. I have a question because I've been specifically thinking about this because I'm dating and I'm like, what happens is I'll like, you know, hang out with someone and I'm like, I have notes, <laughs> I have thoughts about who you are as a person. And I'm not gonna give them to you because it would be straight up rude. Yeah. So I'm like, okay, I'm just gonna walk away from this. And it's a weird thing where you're like, I have all these no Thoughts. yeah, yeah. <laughs> but you're like I shouldn't give them to would them. you like to know yeah yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm like I do know. you want me to tell you I know I used to maybe say it too in my me too in, in relationships I'd be like this thing about you this thing about you but I'm like I don't actually need you to change no re- I'm going to remove myself from the situation and if you want to know why do I have I'll to tell you, you? Know. yeah I'll let you know if you ask
0: I had a conversation with someone about that that I was dating on the phone the other day and we spoke for a long time about it because we still talk and we're still friends you know casual friends and Somehow we got to talking about what went wrong. And I was like, no, you know, it was just this and blah, 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 blah. And we, I finally did get, like, I was honest about it. We had this conversation. It was actually a really good conversation. How did they take it? Really well. It was funny because they were like, no, I actually am kind of like discovering some of these things. And I see how that you would think you would feel that way. Like, it's valid, you know. Um they're like, and I want to be... I want to change some of these things, not to be with me, but just that they felt that they as a person wanted to grow. And
1: it's weird how you can have those conversations as a friend, but not really as, yeah, a, romantic. as a relationship is so offensive sometimes. And I was
0: like, you know, and I said to him, I was like, that's cool. If you want to do those things, I personally think you should because I think you would experience life in a better way. And I think you'd be happier if you did those things. I'm not saying that because I think those things would make you be the person for me. I think you'd just be a happier person but also if you don't do those things it's still okay
1: i feel like you have a very good perspective of just doing what you want and not being worried about how you're perceived you
0: can't be because no matter how much you worry about it someone's always going to perceive it the way they do
1: i know but like you have been famous for a fucking long time you basically like grew I i feel like I watched you, like, grow up and, like, transform. Yeah, and be a woman. (laughs) Be a woman, but also so the thing about live shows and stuff, it's, like, anyone can film you. And the way that we talk about women's bodies and the way they look, it's (laughs) so... And for you to have the reaction... I mean, I feel like you just did what you needed to do to make yourself feel good.
0: Yeah, I did. And And I don't feel bad about it either. Yeah,
1: that's so nice. So many people don't feel that way. They have a lot of shame.
0: The thing for me was this, like... Any cosmetic change I made, I had always wanted or thought about those changes. Let's talk about my breasts, for example. Like I said, like I come from a very like buddy, positive, sex-positive group of women that raised me. And I remember p- getting my mom from her breast augmentation. <laughs> and she was really fucking happy about it. And I was happy for her and I don't see anything wrong with it. You know, it didn't and it didn't create some like insecurity in me where I felt I wanted to have breasts because I know that's where this will automatically go on the internet. It that's was, what it, but it, it wasn't that. That yeah. wasn't my takeaway from it. My takeaway from her doing that was that she finally felt that she could do something for herself now that she didn't have to answer to somebody else. And we have spoke about it later in life. And she was telling me how she'd always wanted to do that, but she had to wait for her moment to feel that she could be unapologetic about what she wanted for herself. And funnily enough, it's funny that you have to be unapologetic about what you want for your own body as well. The irony. Well, the shame. There's just so much shame baked into it. It was that when I started to be in the spotlight, I wanted to make these changes. I didn't have the money to make these changes. Then I had the ability financially to do them. But I was Conscious about the shame of making them, and well, also for you, people saying be, that I only wanted to make them because of the pressure of the situation. The exterior, yeah. yeah. And I'm like, no, I didn't get into Hollywood, and now I want to make these changes. Or you're addicted to plastic surgery that that happens a lot. Um, and I'm like, no, I'm not. I haven't had plastic surgery in a long time. I like, changed I'm what good. I wanted to change. Yeah, I'm really happy with the changes. They went really well. I'm really glad. That I did, that I feel really good about them, and I almost didn't do them because of what I knew everybody would say. Actually, and I was talking to the the surgeon about my breast, and I had said I had gone with a friend who was getting something done, and I was tagging along as the support person. And when I was there, I just got the courage to say, like, "What? Will you take a look at this?" Um, you know. And I was like, I don't want any now. I'll wait until I have a child. And he was like, oh, why do you want to wait until then? You know, and I said, oh, because I have to lie to everybody. And I have to pretend that it's my breasts got bigger after I had a child. So I'll have to wait to be able to do what I want with my own body until I can lie about it, obviously. Um, and he was like, well, why don't you want to just enjoy what you want now? Like, why are you, is it that that, you know, and I thought about that for a few weeks after he had said that to me. And I was like he's right. Why do I have to be so apologetic about what I want to do with my own body? Why do I have to wait to enjoy things the way I want to? And like what you see why? in the mirror. Yeah, like why? And then I did it and I and when I did it too I thought I would try to cover it up or I would lie about it. Or I didn't I didn't think I'd lie. I thought I'd just say no comment. And after I did it I felt like fuck you guys. I'm not going to let you talk about this or whisper about it or make it bigger than it is because it shouldn't be bigger than what it is. I did what I wanted to do with my own body and I did it. And you sh- I don't feel ashamed about it. You shouldn't try to shame me for it. And I don't want other women to feel that they constantly have to hide about whatever they want to fucking do too. Whether it's that you want to dye your hair or if you want a pair of fake tits or it's that you don't like your job
1: or you, whatever it is that you want to do. Right. It's not just physical. It's not just physical. Yeah. I just was like, I refuse to live like this anymore. Fuck this. Do you feel like celebrities and people in general should be more open about it? I I like don't know how I feel about that. I feel two ways about it because the way that it gets twisted and stuff, sometimes even for
0: me, I've been like, should I have just not? Hmm because i hate the way that this is what becomes of you she looked great with her fake breasts you know it's like you could never get then that is you and i don't i don't like the way they do that to women particularly like you are not your body you're not and i really hate that it gets boiled down to that so I understand and feel empathetic and never would judge somebody that chooses not to. I think just like it's your choice to do what you want with your body, it's your choice if you want to share what you did or not either. You don't owe it to anybody to tell them. I
1: feel that same way too. If you I'm want like, to lie about it, lie is, about it.
0: Privacy is also important. It's optional. Yeah. You do not
1: have to share
0: that you did anything, cosmetic or not. You don't have to share anything about yourself that you don't want to share. But I hope that if you're not sharing, I hope it's not because
1: you're ashamed you're ashamed yeah but it's like i think people especially people love to judge mothers and oh so much so anytime much. i post
0: a picture where's your son yo i get that too it drives and me and it's insane. funny because i'll be like he's literally here yeah totally he's like he's, he's out just of not in the picture because yeah. you're a fucking weirdo and yeah. i have to protect him from you but he's very much here or he's asleep. And I don't mean... <laughs> like he's in bed. And, also, and also, But also, if he weren't here, that's okay too. Because I'm an individual person and he's an individual person. And what's actually healthy, healthiest is for me to keep living my life as an individual entity. Because we're not actually intertwined together forever. And it would be so unhealthy to have that level of codependency with each other for me and for him because it wouldn't make him an independent person he would have separation anxiety he would have all these things i'm making him better and more healthy and me more healthy and better too by us having sometimes our space and i don't mean that i just don't see my son for days but i'm talking about what you're talking about where sometimes i do want to go have dinner with my friends and i'll stay up and come back at two o'clock in the morning and he's at home in bed and he's taken care of and that's okay. It's okay to have time for yourself. It's healthy and it's better
1: for your child too. A hundred percent. There's so much with, actually, I want to bring it back to kind of the OnlyFans thing because I feel like when I became a mom, it was like posting a sexy pic, like immediately everyone makes a comment. It's like, you're a mother now is the vibe. Your
0: child will see this.
1: And I can't believe that. I like I should have seen that one coming, but I'm like, what? It's also just like they can't, they're like, you're still a sexual person and you also are a mom. Like, my brain is broken. The thing that pisses me off is this around the stigma of OnlyFans is I'm like, What like what do you think we've been doing? Like we've been commod, like I said to you, we've been commodifying our image and our body. I so I don't girls understand on why people the thing all
0: the time. It's not in a judgmental way, but I'll be like you could be selling that. You could be selling that. Period. You could be selling that. You could be selling that. You're just doing the same thing for free. And that's okay, by the way. Mm-hmm. You totally. don't have to commodify it. Of course not. If you don't want to put a monetary but thing on it. it sometimes commodified anyway. in some way. That's what I'm saying. If you don't want to intentionally have a monetary income on it in that, in that direct way, that's okay. But it is being commodified when you post it and you put it out already commodified in some way
1: i think it's just kind of comes down to sexism right because you're basically saying like these women who are so like blatantly monetizing this aspect their body the way they look whatever they're sluts basically yeah Yeah. (laughs) and it's like that's crazy
0: (laughs) i don't even care Sluts has been thrown at me so much i actually find it comical now
1: yeah amber rose was on the podcast and she was talking about this and she was like you know, you see an actress get naked for a film, and everyone's like, oh, she's amazing, and da da da. And they're not like, oh, she pulled her boobs out. And like, yeah. now she's having all these crazy things come her way because people like that. Yeah. But if you see it on Instagram, then like, everyone's like, oh, she's a hoe. <laughs> it's
0: the context of all, isn't it?
1: Yeah. yeah. It's,
0: and it's an unfair context.
1: It is really unfair. And it just boils down to me thinking, I'm like, people just love a, a reason to shame women
0: i agree (laughs) i really do do. i'm sorry like i i just think that i made record labels so much money off my body i made a lot of people so much money off my body and i got the smallest cut off my own fucking body and my own work and my own ideas and i don't think i have to say sorry about the fact that i want to commodify my own shit it's been commodified and i wasn't even the main fucking benefactor of it so fuck this And I enjoy it. I enjoy it. I'm going to do it anyway. That's the thing. I'm doing it anyway. I'm going to do it anyway. I'm going to post pictures like that anyway because I like it and I think they're beautiful and I like my breasts. Mm. Fuck, sorry. And yeah, they're fake and they look fucking good and I like (laughs) them. I'm happy with them and I like my body. I like my body. I liked my body before. I liked my face before and I like it now. It's, and I like myself I never didn't li- I never hated myself I don't know I'm fucking weird I like to change shit I'm weird I like to tinker fuck I don't know you know I I think that OnlyFans is actually more hilarious than anything else to be honest with you although it is a bigger art project for me but the conversational part of it and getting into that has been very interesting because you mean the messages the messages mm-hmm. are interesting <laughs> you mean funny some of them are funny, some of them are sad, some of them scare the shit out of me. I feel all different types of ways about what I see on there, but, all, but it's wildly entertaining and in a way almost addicting because you just don't know what you're going to log on and look at every day. Some men on there I think are really nice and just want to talk, and I relate to that. And some men have interesting fetishes that you're like, Whoa! The amount of men well, that want me to tell them that they're a piece of shit and want me to s- and send me money for that—I kind of like it. I'm not gonna lie; I've gotten a bit into that. That's I like fun. it more than I thought
1: I would. I love that for you. I really like it. Maybe that's the new era. That'll be your your 30s. Will my, be my like my dumb era. Mm, I'm into that.
0: I don't know. I think maybe there's something about it that I really like because I feel like I've had so much power taken away from me for a, for a lot of my life. That there's something about that with men being able to just tell them like, "You're a piece of shit." And I would never fuck you, dirty little piece of shit. Oh, disgusting. Like, and, and then they finally... give me money for it. I'm like, I don't know something about that.
1: I, <laughs> I guess mean, I don't feel I don't bad, know what's I'm bad like, or wrong about i we're getting that. what we want out of this, I guess. You shouldn't feel bad about that. I think um, maybe you found your thing.
0: Yeah. Like, I don't know. There's something about it that I feel is very um, therapeutic in a way. I really like it. I really hot. like it.
1: Also hot. If you want to be
0: dominated. <laughs> Call me. I'm really good at it.
1: Um, Okay, on that note, we have to end. But I feel like that's perfect. Perfect. That's the no. If you want me to tell you, you're a piece of shit. Go to Iggy's (laughs) OnlyFans. I sincerely will will tell you. We'll be happy to do that. But I
0: also talk about Netflix and movies too. Perfect. No, she covers it all. I'm multifaceted. Well, as we said.
1: Do it all, babe. Do it all. Like, I hit everything. Oh, my God. Thank yeah, yeah. you so much for coming no, on. This is so fun. Yeah, <laughs> I could talk to you forever. Yeah. Yay. Well, it's because we both went on June 7th. The best day of all time. All right, everyone. That was Iggy Azalea. I love that conversation. This might be one of my favorite episodes. There's so many things that I want to hear from all of you about. OnlyFans, I want to hear about what you think about the way Iggy approached modifying her body and... That what she was saying about disassociating and thinking about herself as a product and then the kind of real her. And even just, I really liked what she said about being a parent and wanting um, to have, you know, kind of autonomy and have your child feel love, but also be your own person. I thought that was really beautiful. So go to highlow.fm, submit your voice notes, comment, on the TikToks or the Instagrams, whatever, and we will use those for the subscription episode. Thank you so much for listening. Hello with Rada is a sony music entertainment bitch era media and something else production produced by chelsea jacobson our executive producers are me emily radikowski and sarita wesley our senior producer is medina parwana and our associate producer is rachel choder today's episode was engineered by samantha gatsik with original music by the crystal pharaoh thanks
2: for listening